Hi, welcome to Square in the Circle, a podcast about how business owners in the creative industry balance the art and the business. Now, this episode is slightly different. I'm talking to LinkedIn expert Mike Roberts about how creative freelancers can use the platform effectively to increase sales and build brand awareness. We have a great chat about the benefits of LinkedIn for creative business owners, how to hack the LinkedIn algorithm for more engagement on your posts, and how we can cut through the digital pollution of social media. Mike also shares a story about his salesman days that had me in absolute hysterics. So much so, I had to heavily edit the audio of me cackling. I'm your host, Benjamin Bowles from Benjamin Film and Photography, and welcome to Squaring the Circle. So let's get started with um, LinkedIn. This podcast is aimed at creative business owners, creative entrepreneurs that are looking to balance the art and the business. Now, the business side of things, the social media side of things, potentially people could maybe look at look at Instagram or potentially Twitter or there's so many platforms out there you've really you're really focusing on LinkedIn so for people who or creatives who really haven't delved into LinkedIn too much what's the benefits of using LinkedIn yeah that's a really good question but I I suppose you know from from my point of view I I my nine to five, so to speak, is I run a software company, which isn't the sexiest business in the world at all. It's email encryption and e-signatures getting documents signed electronically. So when I started out with this business uh, many years ago, I thought to myself, well, how am I going to how am I going to do this? I've got multi-billion dollar corporations to my left and right with, you know, million pound marketing budgets and I thought do you know what I've been on LinkedIn for a few years I've done really well on it it's time to get creative and turn this into my number one lead generation platform because let's face it whether you're a photographer a video editor or an email encryption guy like me your clients are on LinkedIn so it's about you know getting out there but doing things that nobody else is doing um, and I know we'll come on to this in a bit Ben but video messaging you know never has it been easier to put yourself your personality and your and you know yourself in front of a top exec decision maker where they can meet you understand who you are in their own time and from a sales point of view you're 80% there they know who you are they've met you they've they can see what you you know what problem it is that you solve for your clients and the platform today is unbelievably um the best thing to to win business in my eyes and and the reason why is because 95% of LinkedIn users are using it wrong. They're talking about themselves, not their clients. You know, they're, they're, they're promoting their job title rather than the problem that they solve for their clients. They're using text, black text on a white background with, rather than video in messaging. So the opportunity is there and it's up to those 5% of us that are w- willing to be different and do the next best thing. Um, I'll give you a couple of examples. So if you if you go onto LinkedIn today and look at people's content and posts, they're pretty much all sales adverts, buy my stuff, 
join my course now. All of these things, it's advert after advert, sell, 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 buy my stuff. Nobody's interested in that. If you take yourself out of that equation and tell a story or promote other people rather than yourself, suddenly you're on the next level. People are going to engage with you. People are going to see that you're promoting other people. They want a piece of that pie. It's all, it, it just all happens organically. Then you've got things like your business page. Everybody's got a company page on LinkedIn and it's drab and boring. We're based here. This is how many offices we have. This is how many employees we have. Nobody cares. Turn your company page into a sales and marketing funnel. By visiting this page, what are they going to get from clicking that blue button? Which, by the way, is customizable, but nobody knows. Um, if you look on somebody's profile, um, every single sentence starts with I or me or we. It's all about themselves. And then not thinking about the psychological trigger about their audience. As, as somebody that's on your LinkedIn profile, I want to be hearing about my world. I want to be nodding away psychologically thinking, yeah, Mike, Ben, whoever it is, they know my world. This, these are the problems that I've got. But yet hardly anybody's doing it. So it's, it's a world to be um, absolutely conquered. What I've seen, if, um, if a person in the creative industry is okay at video editing or can do video or produce some nice images, it, it puts them, or as you would advocate, PDFs, that's huge on LinkedIn at the moment. If you can design something that's even slightly above the average, it puts you at a huge advantage. Yeah, totally. I mean, there's things that you offer, Ben, that can just basically in five minutes give somebody a huge, huge benefit on LinkedIn. So, for example, a 30 second um, cover story. So where your profile photo is, there's benefit number one that Ben can give you a really good looking headshot in your profile photo. Behind that, there is now something called a cover story. That's a 30 second video that sits inside your profile photo section. That's, that is your opportunity to engage with your audience, tell them who you are, tell them what problems it, that you solve. And a professional, great little 30 second video clip like that, which obviously you can create for people, will just be ridiculously beneficial. Because suddenly, within the first couple of minutes of me landing on your profile, I've met you, I can see your personality, I've heard you speak, I know what you stand for. You don't get that in a cold call or an email. And then with regards to the content that you're producing, it doesn't take a genius to work out how to just get on Canva, produce some type of imagery, turn it into a PDF and upload it rather than just bog standard text or a drab PDF that your marketing department created for you, which again is a sales tool. You give away a lot for free. And what I mean by that is that you're very like today, we've been chatting for five, 10 minutes and there's so many actionable things that people listening to this can actually take away um, and, and it can benefit their social media presence. So that's amazing. But also in one-to-ones in, um, in networking groups online as well, you're constantly giving away a lot of information that people could potentially charge for. Now I know you do have paid for packages but from your point of view, where is that line between giving away enough information, say you're seen as the sort of the go-to person, without harming the business? 
there are people out there that call themselves LinkedIn trainers and they can charge things like, I don't know, three, three thousand pounds for a five day boot camp. And, you know, after those five days, we promise you, you'll get 10 guaranteed leads every week. And it's just garbage. They're selling a dream. Um, they don't give you any actionable points to actually um, walk away from. And I honestly believe that in 90 minutes, I can give somebody pretty much all the tools, tips, strategies, and hacks that LinkedIn has to offer. I can teach you about the algorithm and all the do's and don'ts in less than 10 minutes. It's not difficult to do. It's not as complicated as most people think it is. And, uh, you know, 90 minutes is all it takes. And I promise you, I can give you all the information you need to be successful on LinkedIn. And I just find that the people who charge thousands and thousands of pounds for these boot camps and these courses, um, I just don't believe you need it. And, and I'd love to be proved wrong, um, but I don't mind giving away my tips and strategies. I've got a YouTube channel at the moment. I'm in the process of putting out, you know, um, some strategies every single week because what I want to do is I'm looking for people who are going to take some of the, my actions away and then come to one of my live events, which I do six times a year. And if somebody really is struggling and they have a blank canvas, they've just set up a LinkedIn profile and they have no idea where to go, I'm more than happy to do a one-to-one -one session with them for 90 minutes to two hours where we can work together and we'll get everything done for you rather than just selling you the dream. Let's get it done, get, in it, get it in place and understand where we move forward from. So I've, I've no problem giving away some of my tips and secrets because there's plenty of them. And it's just one thing that I love doing. I just love helping people and businesses. The landscape is changing, isn't it? Um, in terms of information that you're giving, that, that people are giving away for free. So edu education-based marketing, I suppose. Um, and potentially you are giving away some things, but over the long term, you're you're seen as the the guru basically. And um, if you're if you're kind to people, if you do good things for people, and you bring value to people, well, then people are going to come back to you um, and also refer you on as well. So it's um, yeah, it's it's a business model that's being used more and more now, isn't it? Completely. And, and it's also a win-win for me as well. So if somebody wants a quick five minute chat about their LinkedIn, do you know what? They, they actually get to have a look at my profile in depth when I share my screen. They see that I'm all about email encryption and e-signatures, not necessarily LinkedIn, because at the end of the day, you know, the, the Frama mail is my main is my main job. And that's what I love doing. It's only on evenings and weekends where I help people on LinkedIn but it's through word of mouth where people have got to know what I've done. Um, they see the content that I'm putting out for Frama. They see the types of videos I'm doing. And when you're up against, you know, giant corporates like Adobe or DocuSign, um, you know, you've got, to, you've got to set yourself apart. And that's what I do. And other people have seen that. And they just think, I'd love to find out how I can be a bit more like Mike, I suppose, when it comes to personal branding, um, uh, you know, the, the, when I do my videos, for example, 
a lot of people mention all the records in my background or my little bobblehead mini figurine of me sat on my desk it's all done on purpose it's it's all designed to get people to remember me um when i send them a video message you know if, you, if your client in the future somebody you really want to work with they're probably going to be receiving 100 messages and emails a day how many video messages are they going to receive you know how many animated gifs of you holding up a whiteboard with their name on are they going to receive probably zero so you would be the only person in their day that's done something very different and unique and every single time i send a video message on linkedin the response is usually something along the lines of do you know what mike that's the first time i've ever received a message like that they know exactly what I'm doing, but they've remembered it. And it's and the next time that I'm on their radar or what I offer is on their radar, they're going to come straight back to me and remember me. You can't say that about the 99 other people that have messaged them that day with a garbage sales um, pitch, which is blank black text on a white background. So how far do you look ahead when looking for trends and, and the next big thing? Because obviously what you're doing at the moment is working in terms of you're, you're busy and you're, you're getting people in, onto your, your LinkedIn courses, so that's great. But knowing you as I do, I know that's, that's good enough for now, but you're probably looking one, two, three steps ahead on what's next. So how important is that to you and how much time do you dedicate to looking to what's next so so that's absolutely huge in my world so what i would say to that is um, i'll give you an example so i stopped seeing prospects and clients about five years ago so five years ago i was doing what everybody else was doing and they and then and for some reason people are loving getting back to this world i don't know why but that was driving up and down the country <laughs> to sit in front of a prospect where we do an icebreaker we walk down the corridor and we do the whole buyer seller dance um you know there's there's an icebreaker i pitch my product you tell me you'll think about it we shake hands i leave and then you disappear and I was thinking, why am I doing this every single day up and down the country? So I thought five years ago, do you know what? We've got go-to meeting, we've got Zoom. I'm just going to do all my meetings online. Then I can do the, I can do a meeting in Glasgow in London in the same hour. And suddenly my whole world changed. And I thought, do you know what? I'm in control now. The, the buyer isn't in control anymore. I haven't had to drive up and down the country to sit in front of this person. I can just switch off this meeting at any point and I have lost nothing. So suddenly the whole sales world changed. And when, when the uh, pandemic hit, everybody was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing doing meetings online. I was pretty much three years into it by then anyway. So everybody was now doing that. Um, so I started thinking, how can I get my messages and my meetings different to everybody else? So at the moment, that's video messaging using, you know, alternative ways of getting your information in front of somebody by rehumanizing your business and cutting through that whole digital pollution, which is currently happening right now. Um, and at the moment, I don't know what the next best thing is. It's probably going to hit me in the next couple of months or in the new year. But when it happens, you'll be the first to know about it, mate, as you know. Yeah, because I'll see it firsthand, wouldn't I? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I spoke to the voiceover artist, Martin Whiskin, a few, a few episodes ago. And we had a great chat about creativity and how if he thinks about ideas too much, 
sometimes ideas don't come to him he just needs to sort of be free and then these ideas come and then he can act on it so now this is a different type of creativity but obviously you've got to constantly think from from your business and and sort of to move forward you've got to constantly think well what's next what is the next trend how does that work for you in ter- because it is a creative process but i'm just really interested to see how that works for you i think it just i think it just comes to me organically okay it, it yeah it just it's just one of those things where um suddenly something will occur naturally and i'll think why have i never thought of this before why have i never done this before um a good example is it it was only probably six months ago where i suddenly thought to myself okay i've done a meeting with a prospect and they say to me at the end can you send me some information and i i don't want to go into a whole sales training thing here but pretty much everybody in my situation or every salesperson on this planet will either send them some information via email or you know um avoid the question in some way but i thought to myself hang on what can we do with video here that's different and to be creative and i can say yeah of course i can send you some information why don't i send you a 60 second video straight after this meeting so i can just explain to you what we've spoken about i can share my screen because i know what they're then going to do they're obviously not the decision maker and they're going to have to send this information to the decision maker what better thing for them to forward than a video of me doing a quick 60 second pitch they don't have to sell my products or services anymore it's gone straight to the decision maker in the form of a 60 second video with the, the with the professional the person with the expertise explaining what we can do for their business and that just occurred to me out of thin air right in the middle of a meeting once and i thought wow that's genius why have i never done this before and so and now i do it on every single meeting and now i know whether i'm with the decision maker or not my 60 second video after the meeting will get to the right person nobody else is doing that until they listen to this podcast of course exactly of course yeah you mentioned you and and you have touched upon it but you mentioned in march 2020 the whole landscape changed really in terms of personal branding and and how we put ourselves out there what is what is the future for seeing clients for personal branding that's a huge question so good luck with that yeah a huge question i mean for the creative industry you guys have to be in front of your clients um, at venues, at weddings and things like that, where you need to be, you know, at the environment with, with your clients. But winning those clients and things, you know, having the, the initial meeting with them, I can't see why that shouldn't stay hybrid. I mean, for me, I stopped seeing prospects many, many years ago. And... I know that there are so many people out there that are really, really desperate to get back out there to, to do it again. Um, I just couldn't see, I just couldn't understand why I would spend three or four hours to sit in front of somebody to hear the words, I'll think about it. Mm, mm. Um, and we'll let you know if we're interested. I want to hear those words through my screen where, I, where I've had to walk from the kitchen to, to hear those words. And then if they are interested, great. And if they're not, fantastic. I've not had to waste three hours and how many litres of, you know, diesel to, to hear that. 
absolutely it's, it's a strange one isn't it it's, it is a strange one but i think for the creative industry i think winning your clients um the hybrid model is just incredible and and i just i know for me it's here to stay yeah i would i would agree um i think that however because it does open it opens the whole of the country and the world up doesn't it potentially depending on depending on your um depending on your business so yeah i would agree um changing gears slightly mike um and and talking a bit about you for a second so on the one hand email encryption on the other hand this sort of creative content creator that is constantly looking at innovative i can never say this word hang on innovative we innovative ways to get in front of people and really using creativity do you do you have other aspects of your life that you would say that you are quote unquote creative because email encryption and creativity probably doesn't go in the same sentence generally it's one of those things where i've got the unsexiest product in the world like i said earlier or i trained myself to be my own marketing manager as well so being able to create videos you know understand solutions like adobe premiere pro where i can do video editing um making my marketing colorful unique trying to put my personal brand and using colors to attract my audience those are the things which couldn't be further from from each other but what i've tried to do is i've tried my best to amalgamate them because otherwise it was just going to be failure and doom from day one so being able to utilize people like yourself when i wanted a professional video doing for example so i can stand in front of a camera and set myself apart from everyone else you have to do that if you are in a an industry that is so so competitive like mine is and b an industry that is literally for accountants financial advisors you know the dullest people in the world in 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 some people's eyes some of them are brilliant <laughs> so i think being creative and and trying to utilize people like yourself or train yourself up on 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 certain software applications it all makes sense i hope that i hope that makes sense mate brilliant okay well there's um God, we've got through a lot of stuff um and i've i've been as i said i've been speaking to you for a few months now um and i've learned a lot just from this chat so for people that didn't know you before this is going to be gold they say knowledge bombs now don't they so there's lots of knowledge bombs being dropped by by mike roberts so thank you for well once again thank you for sharing and being so open um and bringing lots of value to the to the chat um really appreciate it yeah no worries at all thanks for having me on no worries well we're not done quite yet um the next question is is part of that usually we have uh, the big three um, but we're going to go the big two with you today and the first question is what is the book that's had the biggest influence on your business or your life i would have to say it's rehumanize your business by ethan butte and stephen Pacinelli. These are the uh, geniuses behind a software solution called BombBomb, which is B-O-M-B, B-O-M-B. And that software changed my world in terms of 
video messaging in connecting with prospects and clients. And, um, and after you've read the book, Rehumanize Your Business, your whole world will change in terms of how you react with prospects and clients moving forward. Wow. Yeah. Well, the, the, the lovely thing about chatting to people on this podcast is I always ask that question. And now I'm amassing quite a nice library of, of books I need to read. Um, so that's going to be definitely one of them. Where can people um, find you on social media? I presume you're on LinkedIn. That would be a bit weird if you weren't. Um, so, yeah, uh, social media platforms, websites, whatever you like. Yeah, yeah. So LinkedIn, I'm there, Mike Roberts, but you'll probably see me in a list of Mike Roberts with e-signatures made easy. Another little uh, hack that most of the pros use. Instead of just putting your last name, do a little dash afterwards and put three magic buzzwords that best describe you or the problem you solve for your clients. Because the next time you come up in a list of search results, how cool is it for people to know what you do rather than just your name? Um, but I'm on there. Um, you can also visit my personal website, which is mikedroberts.co.uk. So that's Mike Roberts with a D in the middle. And um, they're probably the best places to find me. I love the fact that even in your social media plug, you gave a little tip away. That is great stuff. The last question, Mike, is, I've changed this question slightly, but what one piece of advice would you give someone starting a LinkedIn profile tomorrow? Um, other than check out my website and download the free ebook, which is Lovely. three changes you need to make to your LinkedIn profile right now. Nicely done. Nicely done. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I would just say, don't be salesy. Don't make it a big sales advert. People are here to learn about you, not your business. So just have fun with it. There'll be areas which you'll change over and over again for the next six months, but just be you and don't try and be corporate or, or anything that you're not. One more thing before you go, Mike, I think a lot of people, me included is, if you're quite late to the party, starting a new social media platform, however good you potentially think it could be, is really difficult because if you if someone was to start a LinkedIn platform tomorrow, for instance, a, a, a LinkedIn profile tomorrow, and you have to start with literally no followers, no connections, but is it worth starting wherever or whatever time, is it worth starting even if it's late or, or well, is it worth or is it worth parking it and looking for the next thing so you can be an early adopter? The thing is, there has never been a better time to start on LinkedIn. There is 750 million users on there now. It's the fastest growing social network at the moment. I think there's uh, one person joining every two seconds. And it's also the biggest platform for um, lead conversions. So doing business LinkedIn is the platform. It's not Facebook like a lot of people think. LinkedIn is the biggest lead to lead generating tool. So I would say have fun with it, use it to your advantage. And the next time you connect with your first couple of people, just be you. Just send them a message and say, do you know what? This is the first time that I've used this platform. Not really too sure how to go about this, but it would be great to have you in my network. What a great start in conversation especially for someone that you really want as your next big client. This is, this is something that's just sort of come into my head now is that you're you, in your courses and, and your content, you're consistently talking about story and, and how you can engage people. 
Um, and a lot of that, I think, is being vulnerable, isn't it? And I love the fact that if you are starting a LinkedIn profile tomorrow, leaning into the fact that you've only just started and actually using that potential disadvantage to your advantage. Um, that's genius. I love it. Totally. It all goes back to, you know, sales 101. Don't be the smartest person in the room. You know, back in the day when I used to be um, sitting in front of prospects and clients, you know, I'd fumble my words, you know, I'd drop my pen or whatever it might be, all done intentionally. Just don't be the smartest person <laughs> in the room. Just be you. Just make them feel at ease. Um, no one likes a big head and um, there's too many of them on there. And if you're not, you're already in the lead. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Right, so <laughs> we've gone on a massive tangent, but I love it. When you were in meetings, you would act the clown. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I would go in there. Yeah. I wouldn't be all suited up in my pinstripe suit. I would always arrive in my black T-shirt, jeans and vans. Doesn't matter who I was seeing, I would never wear a suit. You know, I'd fumble my words. I'd forget my calculator. And it was all done intentionally on purpose. It made them at ease. And the fact is, people like it when you're yourself. If I rocked up in a pinstripe suit, that wouldn't be me. And they would see that instantly. And that's why salespeople just suffer and struggle all the time, because they think they have to be the smartest guy in the room, know everything. And um, it's just it's just so 1980s. <laughs> honestly so no I, I used to do that all the time and it made me very very successful um and i was just literally the you know just mike this is me this is my character love it or leave it but most people actually quite liked me just being me i was there to do a good job not to impress them with the suit or the fancy pen and it works it was quite like it wasn't a fancy pen because you used to drop it so yeah exactly yeah yeah <laughs> Good stuff, Mike. Thank you so much. It's been a, a really good conversation. Um, and anybody listening um, has hopefully got so much value from it and so many hacks, so many tips um, and a really good starting point to, to start their strategy um, from tomorrow. Yeah, that's brilliant. Well, thank you so much for having me on. It wouldn't be a podcast if I didn't give you a call to action. So it would be amazing if you could subscribe and also spread the word. All social media links and details of the podcast are in the show notes. Have a nice one and I'll see you next time for another episode of Squaring the Circle.